Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Jamie Mulvaney. We're looking at Acts chapter 9 this morning. And uh, this week, the Church of England have celebrated the festival of St. Peter and St. Paul. So it's very appropriate that we've come to source conversion here in Acts 9. Um, Saul is the name of Paul before his conversion. Uh, we'll get to that in future episodes. Um, this past week, too, uh, Boris Johnson has described his own Damascene moment, uh, like the road to, to Damascus. And, and, and this phrase, the road to Damascus, has sort of become synonymous with having an epiphany. Uh, in verse 2, uh, uh, we read um, about the people who belong to the way, the way of Jesus. I love this term, the way, that, of course, Jesus called himself the way, the truth and the life. And the way, it indicates that there is a direction here. And then in verses three to four, we see this dramatic encounter that Saul has. Last week on HDC Daily, we prayed for the persecuted church. And here in verses four to five, uh, Jesus says to Saul that Saul is persecuting him. And to persecute the body of Christ is to persecute Jesus himself. It's also interesting that in verse 5, Saul says, Who are you, Lord? He knows that it is the Lord, but he does not yet know who Jesus is, really. And Jesus here, he is revealing himself to Saul. And it's an extraordinary thing that we do not infer who God is. We do not make him up. Uh, He has to reveal himself to you. And so the revelation that we read in the Bible, the words that Saul will go on to write as as Paul, come as a direct result of Paul having experienced Jesus revealing himself to him in great power. Paul will go on to write uh, to the Ephesians in chapter 1 of Ephesians, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. And he goes on. It's it's, it's a wonderful passage. And Each of us needs revelation. We need God to reveal himself to us, not to our parents, not to our vicar, not to our friends, but to us. Have you encountered Jesus Christ? Have you met him? Naturally, too, when we look at this passage, uh, we think of those that we know and love who don't yet know Jesus. Or even those like Saul who are so hostile, the people that quite frankly aren't easy to love, that we might not want to love at all. Because they seem so far gone, so hostile, so anti-everything that we stand for. Whenever someone says um, uh, about someone who isn't a believer, well, well, God would have to do a major work in that person's life. I just want to sort of replay those words to them because they're talking about God here. Do we think God is intimidated by someone living a wayward life? God is in the business of major works. He specialises in them. And he's actually all-seeing and all-powerful. I mean, he's come from heaven to earth to die for us, and he's risen again. He sends us his Holy Spirit. Major works are God's thing. And we will be released as ambassadors for Christ, just as we, like Saul, gain confidence in what Jesus has done, the major work of the cross, 
and as we come before Jesus with humility, like Saul too was humbled. So what can we learn from Saul's conversion experience? That the the radically rescued rescue radically. The radically rescued rescue radically. Saul here, he does a complete 180, you know, aiding and abetting the the, the murder of people of the way to to joining the right way, heading in the right way and doing everything he, he could to pave the way for others to join him on the way. The radically rescued rescue radically. So who is it that needs radical rescuing in your life? Are they like Saul in verse one of our passage today, still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples? Have they, like Saul at the end of chapter seven, beginning of chapter eight, been so utterly hostile to the church? Well, no problem. Uh, this is Paul who, who will go on to, to write that while we were still enemies, God reconciled us to him. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. This is not academic for Saul. He, he persecuted Christians. He was enemy number one of Christians. And Jesus has transformed him from an enemy to a son and uh, into someone who was the greatest church planter and writer of much of the New Testament. Saul's encounter with Jesus Christ has led him to have his eyes opened. In verses eight to nine, we see that, that Saul, he is blinded by the light. He seems to lose his appetite as well, but it, he's blinded by the light. Actually, his eyes are being opened to Jesus. And he's had his eyes open that even greater than his road to Damascus experience is that Jesus has died and risen again for him. He has been radically rescued. Who knows that the person in your life who needs radical rescuing may like Paul do a 180 and rescue radically themselves. So do you see that you have been radically rescued? You may not have had a road to Damascus moment, but do you see, have your eyes been opened that you too have been radically rescued, taken from being an enemy and a sinner to a new identity in Christ Jesus? This is your story. This is my story too. And the radically rescued rescue radically. Who in your life needs radical rescuing? Will you partner with Jesus in praying and acting for their radical rescuing? In Jesus name. Amen. Thanks, Jamie. Today we are praying firstly for those that need radically rescuing, whether they are people known to us or people that we don't yet know. We're praying that the Y series and that Alpha um, would reach those people, but also that we as individuals would go out to radically rescue. Secondly, we are praying for Leicester. We are praying for a reversal of the COVID numbers and for lockdown to be released soon. And for those that are having to return back home from school or slow the reopening of their businesses. And thirdly, we are praying for churches as they navigate the reopening for some form of public worship, praying for wisdom for them, for safety for those that are going to be in the churches and for the Lord to bless those physical meetings that take place. Thank you for joining us.